Uh, Akiva Poppers is with us live via telephone. He's president of Max Live, MACSLive.com. Today at 10 a.m. Eastern time, the first game will take place between um, – well, let's see who's playing this first game. Um, well, we'll find out who's playing the first game. I think SAR is in the first game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it, it, it's the Saracek Tournament. It's the nationwide Hosted by Yeshiva University, Sarachek Basketball Tournament, 24 teams. You can follow all the action at maxlive.com, M-A-C-S-Live.com. I'm sure there's a lot of local interest here, and obviously a lot of local interest no matter where you're listening right now. So you can follow your team, your school, your kids' school, etc. maxlive.com, M-A-C-S-Live.com. Akiva Poppers, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nathan. How are you doing? We've spoken to no one, believe it or not, uh, between me being out for a while and then things just didn't work, not working out. Games-wise, we haven't spoken to anybody since uh, Yeshiva University and the men's basketball team was eliminated on that Friday uh, uh, on that Friday contest against Johns against Johns Hopkins. Um, I don't know anything you could tell us. Any? Uh, I mean, I'm sure the team is very disappointed, and I'm sure your team was very disappointed. But uh, beyond that, uh, what could you tell us? Looking forward to the future. Looking forward to a bright future. What would you say? Yeah. Well, after that loss, um, the team handled it. With class in the hotel, you would think that the night and then day after a season-ending loss uh, wouldn't exactly be the prettiest scene in, in the team hotel, but that was uh, not the case. The players were actually in uh, uplifted spirits by Chavez, um, so that was a positive. Going forward next year, it really depends on the recruiting scene. Um, and so that is yet to be finalized. Yeah, and uh, from what I hear, there are a lot of question marks, a lot of possibilities, and we don't know what the team's going to look like next year, but we're looking—we're certainly looking forward to uh, seeing them live and in person. All right, Sarachek tournament begins tonight. I'm assuming it's 24 teams because. Hello. Yeah, there was there was a demand for uh, for additional teams in the tournament, so that's why. Uh, yeah, I, I assume coming out of COVID, there was demand because there there was no tournament over the last couple of years, right? This is the first time since, what, 2019 that there's a tournament? Yeah, and the first since, I believe, the mid-2000s that there's been an expansion in the number of teams playing. Yep. Um, and uh, how many local teams, how many New York, New Jersey teams do we count among the 24 that are going to be participating? I believe there's nine. There's the same eight who were invited back in 2020. Um, of the 24 teams who are playing in Sarachek, 19 of the of the 24 are original invitees from the 2020 tournament, which never happened. Um, one was a school which wasn't once one school wasn't able to make it, so there are five new invitees. Um, and then Flatbush is uh, in addition to the eight who were invited in 2020. Am I, a new invite among the issue related schools. Am I right that SAR, who are ranked one in the seedings, uh, play the first game this morning? It would be right against Furman, which is probably about as hard of a one versus sixteen matchup you're going to get from a one seed. Where are they from? Where's Furman from? Yeah, Rockville, Maryland. Very nice. That's going to open things up, and I, it, t- today's a real March Madness day. Uh, and I'm not referring to the NCAA's. I'm referring to Sarachek because you're literally going to be busy from ten o'clock in the morning all the way until late at night. This will be continuous action that people could follow at Max Live, right? Yeah, I'll be staring at a computer for roughly 12 hours straight. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, aside from giving credit to the number one seed, I assume they go in as the favorite in the contest, although they, they did have trouble in the Yeshiva League Championship, which they did not win. Uh, but aside from that, what teams would you tell us are the teams to watch? You're here for a preview 
of this big Sarachek tournament. What would you say uh, would be uh, wise of us to keep in mind about which teams uh, during the next few days? Yeah, the team which seems actually to be the general consensus favorite is the two-seed Valley Torah. Um, a lot of people felt and still do feel that Valley Torah should have been ranked number one. Um, they went 30-4. and four. They, in their state playoffs, um, pulled off numerous upsets, went extremely deep, uh, loaded with talent. So I guess it's a California versus New York decision, but that's definitely a school to keep an eye out on. Right. Uh, in the Yeshiva League, it's, it's tricky because you've got the champion sitting at number seven. Ramaz. Um, with, right, Ramaz with four other teams ahead of them. Uh, but no clear top team. SAR is a very good team, and they're strong defensively, but they don't have one player who really sticks out where you say, that guy can completely take over a game. Um, and TABC... Very similar story with them as well. Those are the two highest-ranked Shiva League teams. And DRS, very similar with them, too. Um, so I guess if you want to look at the out-of-town teams, just going down the line, um, one, you've got SAR in town, two, Valutora out of town, three, right. TBC, um, which is obviously in town, DRS is four, and then Shalhevich five. So that's the, the next out-of-town team that you get after Valutora. Um and Shalhevich got obliterated in the Globerman Championship against TABC back in November. I don't think it's the same Shalhevich team. Uh, the problem with Shalhevich is that they're very much centered around one player, um, Avi Halpert. Uh, if their name rings a bell, there may or may not be a relationship there. Uh, so, in theory, if a team is able to stop Halpert, the threats become extremely limited on Shalhevich. Well, is he uh, from the same family as Simcha Eitan Halpert? He is. And uh, yes. what did, what do they say about his skills? Uh, about his what? His skills. He is a lights out shooter, um, which I guess we're not. Yeah, we're it's not, not surprising. surprising right? <laughs> seems yeah. to be seems to be a family <laughs> tradition, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's quite good. He he might be the best raw talent playing in Sarachek. So yesterday, uh, I got a phone call from somebody in in uh, in uh, North Carolina. And they're having lunch with somebody from the NCAA, somebody who's uh, an announcer for a variety of NCAA. I'm not quite sure how it works. Maybe it's an independent project. But, I mean, this is a gentleman that's uh, a play-by-play announcer for Clemson, for Duke, and for other teams, the NCAA. And the reason I got the call was because the the person, the the announcer, expressed uh, that his favorite team is the Brooklyn Nets. So this person down in Carolina knew that that was my favorite team. So he called me to say, I'm sitting here with a fellow Nets fan. And, of course, uh, as you would suspect, the person on the other end was originally from New Jersey, and that's why he was a Nets fan. So it's a, a, a just completely Derek Agav, completely off the cuff. Uh, the other person in the conversation says to this gentleman, uh, you know that um, Nahum Siegel uh, uh, has a son that's involved in broadcasting. He goes, yeah, of course I know. Uh, I know who everybody is because I watched Max live and I hear Yehoshua Siegel, his son, you know, do the games. And this is what he says to me. Listen to this, Akiva Poppers. It was worth it for you to wake up early in the morning just to hear this. He says, I just want you to know something, Nahum. Um, Max live is the best Division Three broadcast. The best. The most professional. The way it's handled. All the different uh, cameras and all the accoutrements. The announcers, etc. It is the number one. And he says to me, and it rivals some of the Division One broadcasts around the country. So I thought you'd find that heartwarming going into a really important uh, weekend for you guys. 
That is quite a good story. I agree with him. <laughs> that I'm sure. And if he and if he makes it to New York in the next few months, hopefully we'll all get together because uh, seems like a really nice fellow, and I would like to learn more about what he's doing. How difficult is the new bracket? Uh, I know when there were 20 teams, there were different ways for you guys to decide who goes to Tier 2 and Tier 3 and all that. Is it very complicated? If someone goes to the website, can they find a, a, a relatively easy bracket to follow for the Sarachek tournament? So I think it's simpler now with 24 teams than 20 um, to understand, or at least it's, it's just as easy, um, which means just as hard. Right. Um, on the website, we do have a bracket. Um, with a few contingencies in place, but we didn't want to messy up the entire thing and write winner of this game or that game versus winner of this game, that game. Right. Um, so, so the contingencies are limited. We did put out an article explaining um, the new tier system so people can check that out. And I assume it's, um, I assume it's, it's essentially, there. Yeah. I yeah, essentially you're taking a, a four tiers and 20 teams in which you have eight teams in tier one, four of them have a buy, four of them earn it, and then four teams in each of the other tiers. Um, and instead of making everyone earn their going into a specific tier and putting eight teams in each tier and having just three. Um, so essentially also guaranteeing that every team plays at least four games um, and, and skipping the 17 through 24 seeds on, on Thursday, making them play on Friday for the right to go to tier two, um, having the top 16 teams play on Thursday for the right to go to tier one, and then the losers are the teams who had an opportunity to go to Tier 1 but, but lost. Play the teams who are vying to go to Tier 2. And the winners of those games go to Tier 2. The losers go to Tier 3. And then from there on, it's just quarterfinals, semifinals, championship. And so quite simple. And people need to know if they're basketball people, if they're fans of, of all of this, especially uh, during this March Madness. Today's the big day. Uh, Sunday's going to be a big day, right? All day. Sunday's a big day. Oh, yeah. uh, including the semifinals for Tier 1. And then Monday, of course, is the championship. It's all at maxlive.com, M-A-C-S-Live.com. And I know that you want people watching, but we also want to encourage people to come and be there live and in person. Is the arena going to be open under regular regulations, under COVID regulations? What's happening there at the Max Stern Athletic Center? Yeah, it's under 70% capacity, um, officially. I don't exactly know what that means. <laughs> or how it's um, going to be enforced, right? Yeah, it's 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 tricky to enforce, I would add also, because obviously the, the typical fan for these high school games is going to be younger than typical Max fan. Right. Um, and so they're probably smaller on average, which means you can fit more people. Right. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how capacity is being determined here, um, but there will be fans allowed. Currently at YU there is no mask mandate, so I'm... I can't imagine that masks would be required in any sense on that front. And obviously vaccines are required just as they have been all year. Right. Got it. Well, good luck, Akiva Poppers. I assume you have a full slate of people that are going to be announcing and are going to be helping you to produce the uh, the broadcast, right? Yeah. For the entire production over the course of Sarah Jack, we have over 75 people involved. Unbelievable. And, um, and, uh, uh, everyone will be able to follow the action at maxlive.com, M-A-C-S-Live.com. Akiva Poppers, good luck. Send uh, my best to the entire Max Live team. Thank you. Hopefully I don't collapse in the middle of the day. I hope <laughs> you don't. I remember we started this whole thing with jewishbasketball.com, those of you who are, gosh, that's a long time ago. And now the uh, children of some of the announcers from those first years are serving as announcers for this Sarachek tournament. So. Nice to be involved with this thing and to promote this thing all these years. And uh, congratulations to Max Live for really doing a great job. 
as was pointed out by the gentleman I spoke to yesterday. That, that timing could not have been better, that's for sure.